This is In Blue, a reptile podcast where we talk to some of your favorite reptile keepers, hoping to find out what they just can't live without. We want to bring you closer to some amazing people sharing their stories and experiences about life and the animals they love. Join us as we go deep in blue to shed what we know and gain a fresh new perspective about reptiles and their keepers. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Heidi. Welcome to In Blue, a reptile podcast. Today we are being joined by Chandler Hatfield from CTH Reptiles. Hey, Chandler. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks Want for coming to tell us on. a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I was born in Dodge City, Kansas, um, good old Boot Hill. Moved to Wichita when I was around 13 or so with my mom. I graduated high school in 2009 and joined the Army right after that. I spent seven years in the Army uh, when I was medically discharged with type 1 diabetes. Um, got into reptiles back in about 2012, 2013, and been in it ever since. So what reptiles do you keep? Uh, right now, it's mainly just ball pythons. Um, I do have a IMG boa, and I also have a diamondback terrapin. So what kind of got you into the reptiles? Well, I've always been into reptiles. Um, going out hiking with my mom, camping, um, flipping rocks, finding all kinds of different reptiles. Um, first got actually into keeping reptiles back in, I want to say, eighth grade. Uh, one of the incentives to get my grades up was my mom would buy me my first snake, which was a, um, a yellow rat snake. So that's when I first got my first reptile to keep. That's cool. That's um, cool. what about family? Um, I'm married and I have one little kiddo. His name's Liam and he is growing and running around and causing trouble. How old is he? Uh, he's 15 months now. Oh, what a fun age. Yeah, that he's getting all his teeth in and running, discovering his words, so he's talking all the time. It's like his little personality starting to shine. Yep. <laughs> I think that awesome. has to be my favorite age with children. Yeah. Yeah, when they were young, I, well, when he was young, I was uh, afraid I was going to break him because he was so small. I was afraid <laughs> I was just going to drop him, and that'd be it. So I was <laughs> terrified when he was little now i can just throw them around and he's resilient <laughs> well they're pretty resilient even when they're little they're not as yes, fragile as you think <laughs> yeah. and what about your wife um her name's emily um we've been married since 2019 um she just started a new job last week uh, don't know exactly what she does. It's a nonprofit that she's working for. Uh, she went from taking care of kids full time to now she has her own office and gets to relax a little bit and not have screaming kids around. And does she like the reptiles at all? No, nope. absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> absolutely not. No. So 
she was raised as like only good snake is a dead snake. Uh, that's what her entire family lived by. So on our first date, I asked her if she liked snakes or anything like that. And she goes, no. And I was like, uh-oh, this might not be the one. But it worked out. Um, she's gotten over her fear quite a bit. So to the point where my very first show I vended, she was actually there with me. And when I went to the bathroom, she would hold down the booth. And I came back and she was holding one of the snakes showing a kid. So the little one she's okay with, um, but she will not touch or handle the, uh, the adults. So do you do your snakes full time? Like you just, that's what you do full time? No, I don't do my snakes full time. Um, I do work with snakes full time, um, but I'm taking care of another breeder's collection. And what's that like? Taking care of yours and someone else's. It's, it's a lot of work. It, it really is. Um, but it's definitely better than pest control. I was in pest control before I went to work for him. Um, it's, it's a lot more relaxing. I get to work at my own pace. I get to essentially make my own schedule. So yeah, that worked out really nice. So, but, but you, you go there to take care of animals. Like your, your animals aren't all in the same place, right? Correct. Yeah. His, his collection and my collection are completely separate locations. Right. And what did you do in the army? Uh, So I was a, I joined as a generator mechanic. So I was repairing generators, setting up, supplying power to people, things like that. Um, about three, about three or four years in, I reclassed um, to financial management. So I went to school and did the financial management aspect of it. So I had two two MOSs: um, generator repair and then financial management. Those are wildly different. It's like very why different. did you choose to change? Yeah. What's that? I said, that, why did you choose to change? Well, I guess, was it your choice or was it just? Yeah, so it was my choice. Um, the unit, so I joined as a, a reserve, um, a reservist. Um, the unit that I was in transferred to a different state. So I was traveling about four hours to, to do my weekend drill. Yeah. Um, so if I wanted to go to another unit, they had to have a slot open for my MOS or I had to reclass. Um, so I looked at my brother's unit, uh, which he's also in the military still is. Um, I looked at his unit and they had slots open for people to come in, but it wasn't for my MOS. I had to transfer it and reclass over to the financial management aspect of it in order to get back to my home city instead of having to travel. That like sense. that's so vastly different. How do you enjoy the financial management aspect of it or? Uh, no, I'm, I'm more of a, I like to work with my hands. Um, so sitting behind a desk and playing on computers wasn't what I enjoyed doing, but it did get me deployed three times. Um, so there's that plus the unit that I was in originally wasn't deploying anytime soon. Um, the unit that I transferred into deployed like nine different times in three years and had little detachments that were going different places. So they were constantly deploying. Uh, so that was a plus of it. I was able to actually get active duty time with that unit. 
Where did you go on your deployments? Uh, so the first time they call, so the reservists call them deployments. Um, a lot of people make fun of them and just call them like mobilizations. Uh, the first one was to Kuwait, um, spend nine months there. The second one, I went to Afghanistan, um, spent nine months there as well. And then the third one, which is when I got diagnosed with my type one diabetes, uh, originally went to Kuwait and then I went into Qatar or Qatar. Um, and that's where I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and sent to Germany. And then home. And then home after <laughs> a year and a half of living at Fort Riley. Got me all over the world. So that's Yeah, that's cool. That, I mean, that's why my son wanted to join the military in the first place. Like he's still thinking yeah. about going, but uh, travel. So yeah, he just wants to go places. Yep. He'll definitely go places. <laughs> so what did you do on deployment? Like financial stuff? <laughs> like you didn't sit behind a desk when you did that, did you? Uh, so most of it was like financial stuff. Um, I was deployed as a mechanic, but since I was dual MOS, I was able to do the financial management aspect of it. Um, when I was in Afghanistan, I actually traveled quite a bit throughout the, the theater. Um, I was escorting our um, commander and our first sergeants whenever they left to go anywhere. Um, so I was constantly traveling around with the higher ups. Do you like to travel in general? Yeah. Um, with the pest control job, it kind of ruined my love for traveling because I was always on the road. But now that I'm out of it, I want to do more traveling. Where would you like to go? Alaska. So I've always right. wanted to go to Alaska. <laughs> I would love to too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> for what? For just, any reason in particular, or just because? Uh, wildlife. I want to go up there and see the wildlife. So we thought about going on a a cruise to Alaska. So they have cruises that go all on along the coast and stop at different spots. And we we're thinking about doing that. So I have an aunt and uncle who did one. Yeah. Did you like it? I personally, it was my aunt and uncle went on one into Alaska, and they said it was amazing. Um, I think it would be fun, but I'd like to go not only to see the wildlife, but I think it would be fun to go hunt in Alaska personally. So, yep. Yeah. My, my, uh, dream animal to hunt is an elk. Yeah. So then right below that, I would love to, to be able to hunt for, for moose. Same. Mine's the moose. I want to go get a moose. Yeah. They're so beautiful. They are. So I take it. Well, obviously you like hunting, mm -hmm. but what kind of hunting do you do now? Um, I'm a big whitetail hunter, so I hunt whitetail deer. Um, I also do like upland birds and, um, migratory birds. I don't do as much waterfowl that I used to do. I used to be pretty big into waterfowl hunting. Um, I haven't gone for the last couple of years, but doves on waterfowl. Yeah. I've never been. That's the one, the one thing it's I really want to do. Yeah. like, I've never done that one either. I've never yeah, done that. Like, it's a lot of fun. Either. But yeah, uh, White-tail deer, um, turkey, pheasants, dove, quail, things like that. I like to do axis as well, along with the whitetail. I love the way axis tastes. And then my daughter had a chance to do a nilgai hunt, and nilgai is really good. And I would love to go do that myself sometime. Yeah. You guys have that down there in Texas, right? Yes. Yeah. 
one good thing about Texas is all the exotic game animals. Yeah, we've got a variety. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you were talking about doing a cruise to Alaska. Have you been on other cruises? Yeah, we went for um, our honeymoon. We went to um, the Cayman Islands, went to Cosmo, Mexico, um, Jamaica. Yeah, we went on it. It was a, a really fun cruise. Um, I think with cruises, though, you got to have people that you know. Kind of gets a little boring after three or four days of being on a boat and just hanging out. I yeah. don't know. We made friends the first day of our cruise. Uh, I went with my daughter's girlfriend's mother. Uh, we went together earlier, and then I'm going with my mother in, um, in about a month. And we just met people the first day and ended up hanging out with them the entire time. And yeah. had so much fun. That's good. We met a, we met a couple the first day as well. Um, but the only time we saw them was at dinner. That's the only time we saw them. Throughout the entire boat, we never saw them again. Oh, wow. Have you been anywhere on vacation that you is really memorable? Yeah. Uh, Colorado. We In 2020, uh, we went to did a big family vacation in Colorado. And um, we went up to Lake City. And it's like all up through the mountains and stuff. And they had all kinds of Jeep trail, trails through there. Yes. So we went with my father-in-law and his family and uh, went jeeping the entire time we were up there. Oh, fun. So cool. it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely looking forward to going back. You see all muddy? <laughs> oh, it wasn't really muddy. Um, no. no, there was a few spots where it was like river crossings and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, it was pretty dry. Like rock crawling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's even more fun. Yeah, wow. Yeah, some of the some of the trails are a lot easier. Um mm -hmm. But some of the trails are, they require you to have like lockers and winches and a team of people to go up them. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, an adventure. You like being tossed around on rocks. I've never done anything like that. So to me, it sounds fun just to at least experience once. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you don't have a Jeep or a vehicle that can do it, um, they rent like side-by-sides that you can go up through the trails as well. What did you want to do when you grew up? Um, I really don't know. <laughs> hey, have you grown up? <laughs> never grown up. Um, I know there for a little bit, I wanted to be like a firefighter or a police officer. Um, but as a kid, I don't really remember what I wanted to be. We always had those like career days and stuff growing up through school. I don't remember what I wanted, but in high school, I wanted to be like uh, a firefighter or a police officer. Did you play sports and stuff in high school? I did. Yeah. All uh, of them? Did, uh, no, not all of them. <laughs> I did a little bit of wrestling, um, track and field. I threw the javelin, also did uh, the triple jump and the high jump. Uh, and then I played football. Everybody says baseball is the all-American sport, but football's. Everybody, I played baseball t-ball when I was young. Yeah. So when I was like five or six, playing t-ball. Not in high school. Do you want to get your son into any sports when he gets a little bit older to play? Are you going to try him out in t-ball? Uh, he's interested in like kicking balls around, so probably soccer. 
Oh, that'll be fun. Every sees a ball, no matter what size it is, he runs at it and just starts kicking it. <laughs> I love it. You might be pretty good at soccer. There you go. Cultivate soccer. Soccer, you can start the earliest, I think. I think mm -hmm. you started in yes. like three or four in soccer. Yep. Yeah. My brother and I, we played soccer um, for probably six to eight years growing up. Okay. So you just have one brother or you have other siblings? Yeah. Nope, just one brother. Yeah, he's he's a year and three months older than I am. That's We're pretty, pretty close in age. Yeah, pretty close in age. Are you guys close has, in general? Um, kind of. We've grown a lot closer since uh, the passing of my mom. Um, but before that, we weren't really super close. But we are growing closer. Do y'all live close to each other? Yeah, about 10, 15 minutes away. Oh, that's good. And he's got a three-year-old daughter now. And then uh, they got one on the way as well. Oh. That makes a difference when you start having kids together, I think. Yeah. It does. Going to each other's birthday parties, letting them hang yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So um, you talked about your mom mm -hmm. a little bit. What happened to your mom? Uh, she passed away from, I guess, organ failure. Um, but she was a single mom. She raised me and my brother from the time we were about one years old, um, working multiple jobs, going to school. But she, back in 2016, she ended up getting like liver cirrhosis and hepatitis. Um, did a pretty, pretty big number on her body. Uh, we actually thought we were going to lose her back in 2016. Uh, back when I was actually on my Afghanistan deployment, uh, I was able to come home on emergency leave to hang out with her because we literally thought she was going to pass at that point. Um, she started having um, organ failure where the valves between all of her organs were like not opening up, letting stuff flow through. Uh, so they did a procedure on her where they put stents in in order to open up all those those valves and it helped her out it really she did a, a 180 um and we were able to get more time with her because of that surgery and then 2020 um she went back downhill pretty quick um and i was at the peak of the covid so we had a fight to get in the hospital to see her and all kinds of stuff it was a mess yeah. So what was something that you learned from your mom that you really took to heart? Uh, I would say a work ethic. Um, watching her hold two full-time jobs growing up the entire time. She had a small business there for a while. Um, she was just constantly working, just always working. So I think I, think I got my work habit and work ethics from her continuously work but one thing now that i have liam kind of got to balance work with family life and be a be a dad you know <laughs> yeah it's like that's such a great reward being a parent it is it really is and i think it brings a whole new respect level that you uh, helps you admire your own parents way more mm -hmm. and, uh, appreciate that 
things yeah. that they're able to provide you and do for you. Yeah, I got to see my uh, my dad's recently retired, and yesterday we were at his retirement party, and it's so amazing to see him. My dad's worked so hard uh, my entire life. He's been an instrumentational electrician and worked in the chemical plants, and uh, to see him change his role in the month that he's been retired, it's been so amazing to see the happiness yeah. in him. He just gets to be dad and papa and just relax. Yep. Yeah. So it's been awesome. It's good. So ideally, would you want to do your own snakes full time? Or are you good with the size of your collection now? Uh, I would like to do my own snakes full time. Um, the size of my collection, I wouldn't say it's necessarily small, um, but I don't have really the space to grow it anymore uh, until I buy land and build a building, I'm limited to probably about 110 adult females or so. so it's sustainable and keeps me busy, but yeah, I'd like to try to do my own snakes full time. I understand that. Yeah. Have a little freedom to play with a little one. So oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say it's a uh, it's fun when they are interested in the reptiles as well. Hopefully he he learns the same passion. Uh mine yeah. is very into reptiles. He's fixing to be 12 and uh buys his own has his own little breeding business going. He's been breeding his uh corn snakes and some of the hogs awesome. and it's yeah. exciting to see his passion grow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Liam Liam and I, we have a routine every morning. Um well, before Emily got this new job. She was leaving at like six o'clock in the morning to go to work. So I had the morning time with Liam and get him ready for the day to take him to daycare. Before we left, we'd bring the dogs downstairs, um, which is also where the snakes are. So we would come into the snake room and he would be opening up tubs and oohing and on at him and <laughs> touching them. So he, he gets very excited to, to come down here and see the snakes. That's awesome. I love that. It is. It is. So, so hopefully he keeps that. <laughs> Go ahead. Hopefully he can keep that excitement as he grows up. That's so cute. So do you guys have plans to move anytime soon? No, not anytime soon. Um, we're going to be in this house. We built this house in 2021. So we're going to be in this one for a while. Um, but the, the plan is to eventually buy land and be able to put a, like a small facility on it not too far from here um that would eventually become our forever home slash homestead if you will i was like that's what i want to do i want to look for property hopefully here in the next year or so we can do that yeah it's nice to be out in the country and away from people that's what i want <laughs> yep privacy <laughs> Not being on top of your neighbors and exactly. Do you listen to music or podcasts or anything while you're cleaning snakes? Because now you clean snakes like seven days a week, right? Yeah, yeah, it's nonstop snake cleaning. Um, yeah, uh, every now and then I'll put on some podcasts, um, but for the most part, I just listen to music. What kind of music? 
Uh, country music. So that's pretty that's much it. all I listen to. Country. Yep. <laughs> pretty much all I listen to. Yep. Can't do that. <laughs> it's an okay mixture in with everything, but uh, yeah. no, I'm more rock, some little bit of metal. Yeah. Every now and then I'll get into a techno funk, but <laughs> rare. That's great. So what's your favorite? Well, I guess, how did you and your wife meet? You want the real answer or you want the answer that we tell everybody? Oh, no, the real one. Okay. Uh, so we actually met on like Match.com. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, what we tell people is we met at a hockey game, which was our first date. That's where that's where we tell people we met is we just randomly met at a hockey game. But no, we met on match. So it worked out for us. Even when she said no, I don't like snakes. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> one of your like match questions to say, hey, if you don't like snakes, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> nope. Nope. Usually I left all that stuff out. So And it still worked. That's pretty incredible. It worked, yep. That's so you went to a so first date. What did you guys do? You went to a hockey game. Is that it? Yeah. So no. So we went to a hockey game, and then we went to um, one of our favorite restaurants. Now it's Todd Bryan's. It's downtown. Um, it's a small little restaurant. Uh, they have like a hundred and something different martinis that are mm -hmm. delicious. Um, but yeah, so we went to the hockey game, and then we went, after that we went to to eat. And then I dropped her back off at her work, and she went home. And that's it. You've been together ever since. Yep. What was been your favorite? What's that? So, what was your favorite date? Mm. Oddly, I would say it was when we were able to go to this little art studio. Um, we got all suited up in like a rain suit, goggles, and we were able to just throw paint around and have fun. So be like a, a big kid. I that's think that was one of my favorite days. Sounds like a blast to me. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was a lot of fun. Dipping your paintbrush and throwing it on each other. I think we still have our paintings from that. <laughs> I was say, really it should that definitely be something you keep. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I, don't uh, know where it's at. I think it's up in the office, actually. What do you, do you want to call it expressionist art? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I was going to like it, but once we got in there and the little kid in me came out, had a lot of fun. I was going to say, you just get to be a big kid, though, and paint. Uh, that just sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Making a mess you don't have to clean up. Exactly. Like yeah. Paintball, right? Yeah. Yeah, I with paintbrushes. Yeah, with you just, it hurts a little with massive bruises. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any other hobbies? No. Um, no. No, snakes keep pretty busy. So, other than my hunting hobby, um, which really comes around every three months out of the year or so. Other than that, thanks and family. You go every year. I try to. Yep. Do you have like do you? I don't. Do you guys have like leases and stuff there? I don't know how it works there. So. 
so we have a lot of public land around here that you can hunt. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have friends that have their own private land uh, and I'm able to hunt their land for pretty much whatever I want. And then um, like the doves, Emily's family has a lot of farmland around that I'm able to hunt for dove. Do you bow hunt, gun hunt? What's your forte? Um, bow hunting. So when I first started, it was rifle, of course, but now I've gotten pretty big into to bow hunting and archery as well. So it's it's a lot more it's a lot more challenging. Um, you're able to, in my opinion, enjoy nature and the moment instead of shooting a deer 200 yards out. You're able to watch it come in and and learn something about the animal. How close do they have to be? I know nothing about bow hunting. <laughs> Uh, it depends on the, the shooter. Um, for me, I like them to be anywhere from 30 to 40 yards. Um, that's my where I'm comfortable at. Yeah, that's where I'm comfortable at, uh, to be able to take an ethical shot. Um, when I'm shooting archery, I can shoot pretty consistent out to 60. Um, but on an actual live animal, I like them to be a little bit closer. I think that's something I want to learn is bow hunting. That's a, a goal of mine is to to learn how to do that. Yeah. Do you shoot a lot? I do. So I hunt with a 6.5 Savage Axis Creedmoor. And okay. um, I've been pretty accurate. Luckily, I've only had to take a shot at one whitetail twice. Uh, other than that, I've dropped them the times I've gotten them. So Yeah. So one thing I've noticed going into from rifle to archery is um, fundamentals are fairly consistent between the two. Um, like your proper stance, your trigger pull, because you have your, your release on your bow. So you want that nice, easy trigger press on that release. So if you have good fundamentals into your shooting habits, it'll transfer over into the, the archery world pretty, pretty easily. We started shooting when we were really young. Hunting has been a part of my life forever. I balked at it until about four or five years ago when my kids begged me to go hunting and and then I started hunting and I've been hooked ever since I got my first buck. Um, yeah. And so I, I thoroughly enjoy it and would like to expand my other ways of learning how to do it. Yeah. I actually have a, a buck on the wall. So two days before our wedding, uh, I went out hunting and I got a pretty good um, story behind the buck that's on the wall. Um, so in 2017, I was out bow hunting and he actually walked right underneath me. And it was just so beautiful that I just let him walk. It was it was a good shooter buck, um, but I let him walk. He had pretty nice. Uh, it wasn't like symmetrical, but he was a unique buck. Whereas one side was a fork, so he only had two antlers on one side that was fork. But um, just the overall beauty of him, I just let him walk that year. Um, the rest of the year, we never saw him. Never saw him in person. Never saw him on trail cameras. And then 2018, never saw him at all on trail cameras or in person. And we had this really big monster buck. It was like a, a 12 or a 13 point buck. Oh, it was a big bodied deer. Uh, it was coming in consistently into our little hunting spot. And I posted a picture of him on Facebook on one of the hunting groups. And someone was like, that's what dream bucks are made out of. And I posted a picture of that deer that I passed up on in 2017. I was like, well, this is my dream animal. And if I ever see him again, I'm going to have to take him. And 
that was the day before I went hunting. And the, the very first deer that came in the next day was him. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Since, since the time that I passed up on him, we never saw him again until the day I talked about him on Facebook, the day morning after. <laughs> that is and crazy. It was like Mother's Nature's, uh, I guess, wedding gift to me. Exactly. Two days later, I was getting married. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Where'd you guys get married? Um, I forgot the name of the venue. Um, it was like Rustic Timbers or something like that. But it was an outdoor venue with a in a kind of like a barn, if you will, for their reception and all that stuff. It was local. We didn't travel for it. Very country themed. Yeah. <laughs> outdoor green. Every now and then we talked to the, the venue owners and they said every now and then you'll see deer passing by when uh, you're out there saying your vows and that's kind of cool. Like yeah. Also, for it, never saw it. I was gonna say, if I would have done that avenue for a wedding, I would have loved to have had the deer just walking up in my wedding. That would have been really cool. But I right. went completely yeah. opposite. Mine was kind of half indoors, half outdoors. So the wedding party was outside, but the guests actually sat inside. There was big doors that opened up, uh, more fancy. Yeah. Uh, wore black wedding dress. <laughs> had fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Excuse me. So what's the biggest buck you've ever gotten? Uh, so I've only shot, I want to say three bucks. And the one that's actually on the wall is the biggest. So normally I just shoot, shoot does. I was more of like a meat, meat hunter. Mm -hmm. I really didn't care about shooting bucks, but I would, every now and then I would shoot like a, um, unfortunately a spike. It was like the last last day of the season and didn't have anything else yeah. so I had to take, take the spike buck but yep the, the one that's on the wall is my biggest I forgot what he measured out at it was like 160 or something like that 160 okay. inch my biggest antler count wise would have been 10 but my actually biggest body was just a really big six point mm -hmm. uh, and he was on the coal list because of the way his antlers looked um, yeah and I've, I've tried to take one off the coal list. So it's only been uh, bucks. I've actually never shot a doe. Um, I will be fine if I don't shoot does. Mm -hmm. um, that's just me. Uh, but we've gotten some cool ones off the property. My husband actually got one that's got a curly antler. And uh, yeah, it was like unique, interesting looking ones are yeah. the ones we've pulled off. So yeah, around here, we, uh, we're only allowed one buck tag. Okay. Um, so depending on the, the region that you hunt, uh, I think you can have up to five doe tags, maybe six doe tags. Okay. So around here, they encourage you to shoot more, more does. Uh, we have a lot of does that run around. I think that's why we have, since we're only limited to one buck, I think that's why we have pretty good genetics and size deer. That's awesome. Yeah, it varies county-wise around where we've hunt. And yeah. so certain counties have certain specifications. So Heidi's like, y'all and y'all's hunting talk. Well, I don't <laughs> care. I I mean, I'm not opposed to it, right? Like, I don't, I we just don't go. Like, it's funny, though, because Jack and I, so when we first started dating, that's where we, like, we used to go to the deer lease just to get away. Like, that was kind of our vacation. Yeah. And um, so 
I mean, it's not that I'm not familiar with it. I'm just listening. <laughs> I just don't, I like, I've, I've never, no, I've never shot a deer. I had to think about it. I've been hunting like a million times, but I never shot a deer. I've never, I don't think I've ever shot anything like alive. It's, I'm not <laughs> opposed to it. I'm really not. Like I've yeah. cleaned them and skinned them and all those things, but I've just never actually shot them. I don't know why it's I just haven't. Yeah. It's like Heidi and I have a good opportunity this upcoming hunting I mean, season. I go, <laughs> I go fishing a lot more than, like, I prefer fishing over hunting. But I, mm -hmm. but I think foul hunting would be a lot of fun because I like skeet shooting more than I like rifle shooting. Yeah. So You should do, do dove hunting. It's, it's a lot yeah, more challenging. I, yeah. So I, I want to do dove and foul and quail and. Yeah. There's something about like a. A little bird flying at 60 miles an hour past you. Like, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> I'd like to own enough land that I could do that myself. Like, yeah. have yes. have quail and dove and stuff just living on the property. That would be yeah. that would be ideal. The first time I actually shot a a, a dove, I was down in Texas um, with an old girlfriend, and they had a like a. It was like a 6,000 acre lease or something. And we were out there actually hog hunting and it was, it was dove season and they had doves flying around all over the place. And I had a shotgun. It took me two boxes of ammo to get one dove. The very first time I went out dove hunting. <laughs> um, something about me. I'm usually I'm a pretty good shot, but like I said, that little, little bird flying super fast past you. It's a nice challenge. Yeah, they look a, even a lot smaller when they're flying and yep. you're trying to shoot them. You're like, when did they become microscopic? Yep. <laughs> like, it's like trying to shoot a June bug and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It sounds and like a challenge. Really it really is. It's kind of, it gets frustrating, um, especially when you keep missing and they just keep flying by it. <laughs> You'll, you'll learn a lot about your shooting habits, dove hunting. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll have to go sometime. So how far sure. are you from us? From Well, from Dallas. Let's say Dallas. Uh, I'm not sure about Dallas. Where is, is Arlington close to Dallas? Yeah. Yes. So we're about six hours from Arlington. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yep. So you're coming to Arlington this year too, right? I am. And bringing Emily. Come down there and, what's that? And bringing Emily. And Liam. And Liam. Yep. Yeah, as of right now, they're they're able to come. Um, hopefully, her new job still allows her to come. She requested it off, and they said it was fine. Um, so hopefully, it stays that way. Yeah. It'd be fun to have mm -hmm. Liam running around the show. And I know. I'm excited. He, Maria's never gonna let him go though. Uh, he's got a backpack with a leash, so I'm just gonna like keep him away from her. I love those things. Away from Maria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come this way. Be like on the floor, dragging. Yeah. Well, I look forward to meeting you in Arlington. I'm supposed to be there, so if all goes well, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah, it'll be our first time vending, so we'll be down there vending it. Hopefully, we have some some downtime that we can make the rounds and 
meet a lot of people. Yeah, you can always find someone just to hang out at your table for a little bit. So yeah. So luckily, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Thompson uh, with mm -hmm. the Serpent Chamber. So him and I are going to be sharing a, a booth. So if we need to, we can swap turns and wander around. That's cool. I don't think we're going to be vending. I think we're just going to be there. So our main business is uh, Lone Star Reptile Racks. Okay. And so I don't know if we're vending or not. Uh, he hasn't mentioned it, so I don't think so. <laughs> be fun to just hang out too. Yes, yeah, sorry. To hang out, and it's a lot of fun. I've been once to hang out. It was my first time earlier this year, and I had a blast. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> you guys are vending, Heidi. Oh yeah, we always do. Every time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's too close. It's it's like our home show, so it's the only How close one. Are you Me and Jack, like twenty yeah. minutes away oh. from Arlington. Oh, yeah, it is your home show, huh? Yeah, we're like right here. We're just south of 20, 30 minutes tops. So can't be that. Everybody comes here and crashes, and it's like a well, four hours. so it used to be everybody. So at one point we had like nine people stay over in my little tiny. 1300 square foot house. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine nine people. There were Everyone literally people there. everywhere. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You couldn't even walk through my house because there were just people on the floor everywhere. It's crazy. <laughs> it reminded me of like some frat party movie. Frat <laughs> <laughs> party. So, podcasts, you listen to some podcasts. What do you like to listen to? Um, so I listened to Snakes and the Fat Man, uh, Chris. Listened to him quite a bit. Um, been listening to your guys' podcast and then uh, MJ's. So those are the three that I cycle through. What about favorite YouTube channel? YouTube channels? Mm -hmm. Do you watch YouTube? I do, but it it's not... I mean, I don't really have a favorite... I watch a lot of Justin's because he posts pretty frequently. Um, Do you listen to or watch anything that's not snake related, or is your like your whole life is just snakes? <laughs> no, sometimes I'll have hunting shows on. So, Which especially when, um, well, one of the one of my favorite ones was the the meteor. Um, yeah, that was a pretty pretty good one. Um, I have a couple hunting channels that are like on my phone. Like, um, I forgot what the, the name of the app is, but they have all kinds of different hunting shows that you can cycle through. There are a lot of older shows. Yeah, Jack watches fishing videos the same way. I yeah. don't. Fishing kind of puts me to sleep, though. Like, I, I much prefer meat eater over fishing videos. Just yeah. some guys yeah. on a boat bass casting i mean yep. <laughs> that's so exciting right yeah. as i say i'll take a nap if y'all are going to talk about it <laughs> yeah well, do you so you watch meat eater do you like to cook and that kind of stuff or do you just yeah. kill it and give it to somebody else no i cook as well um a lot of the stuff that we get though is um like ground venison we make a lot of stuff out of ground venison um 
usually we get like 40 to 60 pounds of ground venison a year. And then we get a bunch of summer sausage and stuff like that. So we'll make all kinds of stuff out of venison. Do you hunt close enough to just come back home every night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the spots, one of the spots is only about 40 minutes away. Um, mm -hmm. The other one is about an hour and a half. Um, the one that's an hour and a half, I'm almost guaranteed to get a deer every time I'm out there. It's like deer highway uh, that just funnel through. Nice. If I'm if I'm desperate, I'll go out there and shoot a deer. But so, how far are you from from the city? From the main city. Yeah. So, which yeah. we're actually in Hayesville. We're in the city of Hayesville, um, but Wichita, Kansas. Um, we're about I don't know ten minutes from the south side of Wichita. That's crazy that you could hunt like 15 minutes from like the city city. Yeah. It's not like that here. <laughs> like you have to go <laughs> away, far, yeah. far away to hunt anything. Yeah. That's so it. there's a spot right by our airport, um, just right outside the gate where a guy has a, a deer stand and he hunts deer out of there right by the airport. Wild. <laughs> you a there's more a place like that in Junction. Yeah, that's just wild. It's not like that here. It's not that country here. I mean, you would think it would be, but it's really not. I guess I think we're going to like West, West Texas, but there's no cities out there. No. Yeah, it's just not like that. Let's see. Logan got a youth hunt about 40 minutes, 45 minutes away from here. And I think that's the closest we've hunted from where we live. And it takes me 20 minutes to get down to the medical center of downtown Houston. So... Yeah, as long as you're outside the city limits, you're pretty much allowed to hunt. That's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, do we have, Rachel, do we have, like, public land that you can hunt on? We don't really, do you? So, we, they have these programs through Texas that you can sign up for to get on, but it's all, like, state park type stuff, and you have to, be chosen to go on there you have to pay to hunt yeah, on it lotteries and stuff. yeah it's more like that or you can do the lease option um i it's don't way different yeah i don't know you can't just hunt anywhere hunting. here mm -hmm. like you can't hunt and fish in general anywhere here like it's all very regulated yes really yeah mm -hmm. hunting hunting and fishing is quite a bit like you can't yeah. I can't even think of a public place that you could hunt. Like all of ours, it's like you can hunt on private land. You can't hunt in mm -hmm. like state property. <laughs> yeah. So around here, there's there's a lot of like state, I guess, campgrounds and around the lakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you can hunt around all that. And then there's also what's called like the walk-in hunting areas um, where landowners sign up for these programs and I don't know if they get like like a leasing fee from the state or whatever, but they turn essentially they turn their land into a walk-in hunting area, and it becomes a like a public area that people can go on and hunt. There are certain like, depending on the size of the the walk-in hunting area, it allows you to have like two to six people max to hunt it, 
and you have a there's an app that you have to sign in and show that you're actually there. So that once you hit six, if someone tries to sign in, it won't let them go on to it. Yeah, yeah I there's can't like, anywhere like that. Yeah, there's like hundreds of thousands of acres around Kansas that are essentially like public, if you will, that you can hunt on. Very cool. Yeah, Jack was saying apparently here you can hunt birds on some state parks, but I can't I can't think of any place that you could just hunt deer like that. No, yeah. not off the top of like my birds head. Birds are different because it's a, you're not gonna hurt anybody. Yeah. I mean, you could hurt anyway. It's not the same, right? Yeah. Migratory birds. Yeah, you just have less of a chance of like you're shooting up and not. Straight, yeah. so. through the trees <laughs> so do you hunt out of a stand or i'm so oh, fascinated so. by this <laughs> yeah so i hunt out of uh ground blinds as well as tree stands it just depends we have both on the the properties that we hunt you have so there's blinds a, there's for, you have ground blinds for deer mm -hmm. yeah oh, i've never done that either yeah there's there's different advantages to them um, of course you want to set up to where the wind's in, in your favor. So the wind's blowing away from the mm -hmm. animals. Um, but yeah, there's, there's different advantages of both. So, so I've done yeah, elevated never... stands for me yeah. that are just slightly elevated you know, probably about six feet up, eight feet up. And yeah. I've never done ground hunting, like in a pop-up blind or something, but both m my husband and both my children have. Yeah. A lot of our uh, tree stands are probably like 15 to 20 feet off the ground. Yeah. So you're pretty high up there and you have to have a harness and all that good jazz so you don't fall off and hurt yourself. I've never hunted out of just like a tree stand. That's something I have not done yet. Yeah. It gets cold, <laughs> especially <laughs> up here. Layer up. Oh yeah. So we used to hunt in junction and I would definitely layer. I had the big thick coveralls, the jacket that goes over it, insulated underwear, all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where I'm having like uh, battery powered heated socks and vests and oh, wow. stuff like that. I'm kind of hating the cold more and more. So gotcha. what is your hunting season there? Um, it varies. Um, like turkeys, we have like spring and fall turkeys. Um, the the deer, um, you can start, and I believe like September for archery, and it goes all the way through the end of December for archery. Um, our rifle season for whitetail deer is only like two weeks long. Um, it usually opens up on my birthday, and then it goes for two weeks. Um, but yeah, you have. You have like your muzzle loader season, you have your rifle season, you have your archery season. Um, archery runs the longest just because it's a lot harder to do and not a lot of people are in archery. So September for archery all the way to December, uh, like December 2nd to, I want to say like the 20th or so for rifle and muzzle loader is I think like November to December. No muzzleloader, but I know bow starts in October, I believe, here. Rifle starts the first weekend of November, which my daughter was born that weekend. That's the only reason I can remember. And it goes through about the end of December of first week or so of January. 
is where we can rifle. Yeah. And you can still bow throughout that whole time as well. Yeah. We have a late season as well. Um, it's an antlerless late season. So in, in January, um, I think it's like almost a month long, depending on the region, um, you can go and actually shoot a antlerless deer. It's kind of, I think it's kind of bad because um, sometimes in December we'll have bucks already starting to shed their antlers. So yeah. that's still considered an antlerless deer, unfortunately. So if you're if you're hunting late season and you shoot a, a buck that's already shed its antlers, it's legal. Um, so that's that's one thing that I wish they would change as uh, the late season hunting. Yeah. I was going to say you're going to miss out on seeing what they could actually become. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people nowadays are just, if it walks, it, it dies type thing. Um, which, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, people are getting out there and hunting and enjoying the outdoors, but you're not necessarily allowing the animal to get to their full genetic potential. Yeah. To be able to pass that on to have better genetics and better quality animals. And see, that's one thing we look at when we are going to take an animal. We try to, you know, guesstimate age-wise. We don't shoot anything very young. We try to go for older, whether it's buck or doe. And, yep. Um, yep. I mean, and I'm still learning all the rules and regulations about when all the different seasons are. So, yeah. I mean, if you if you need meat, you need meat. But if it's opening day and you have a a spike buck passage. Let it walk. Let it go. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. it go. Come on. Totally, I totally feel that. <laughs> now, so I know I've gotten to where I prefer venison over beef, unless I just want like a really good steak. Uh, how are you on that aspect? Yeah, so we we eat quite a bit of venison, um, and I prefer it. it. My wife used to say she never really had venison or liked venison, but when I started cooking things with venison she really couldn't tell the difference you can't so. i she, think part of that is like, yeah i think part of it is letting it age a little bit before you in that cooler on ice a little bit before you, yep. you cut it up i think that makes yeah. a huge difference now do you yeah. cut your grind with anything because we cut our grind with brisket just so there's a little bit of you know fat in it and it stretches it just a little bit yeah so we uh i had 10 percent tallow um whether it's beef or pork um, I guess that's probably what helps mask some of the, the flavor as well of the wildness. See, I don't think it tastes wild, but maybe that's just growing up. I mean, there definitely are some time where the deer just doesn't taste as good as it did mm-hmm. as other deers do. And like I said, I think it's that aging in the cooler. I notice if we let it sit a little bit longer, it seems to taste a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it depends on what the, the animal's eating. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a family member shoot a mule deer out in Colorado and out in Colorado, they're eating like sagebrush. And he said that the, the meat was so foul. He couldn't eat it. Yeah. Like it was just so, so nasty. And he ended up turning it into to dog food. But I, it all depends around here. We're lucky. We got a lot of uh, corn farmers. So okay. got pretty good variety of things that the deer can eat to make them taste a lot better yeah where we've hunted before there's like protein we put protein throughout the off season and Mm -hmm. then um when it's hunting we switch it to corn 
Yeah. That way they, you know, stay healthy and we know what they're eating for the most part. Yep. I think that makes a big difference. It really does. What's your favorite way to cook venison? Uh, so venison burgers, they're really simple. Um, I've done uh, venison burgers, meatloaf, uh, mix it into like chili. Mm -hmm. All your standard stuff. Um, backstrap steaks are pretty good. Um, do you ever do fried backstrap steaks? I have not fried them. I've always grilled them. So we fry them, uh, you know, season your flour, dip them in the milk and then dip them in the flour and pan fry yeah. it and use some of the drippings to make a, a cream gravy, serve it with mashed potatoes. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite way to eat venison. It is the best. I'll try that. <laughs> yeah. And we do the same. We put in everything, spaghetti, tacos. Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i used to get all the fancy cuts and steaks and stuff and now it's just like it's a, our beef replacement yeah that's what most of the deer that we eat turns into ground yeah we do a lot of grind we make our own jerky with it um make our own sausage summer sausage all the same all of it so yep. much better that's one thing that i wanted i have the summer sausage made so we usually get the regular summer sausage, and then I get jalapeno cheddar summer sausage. Mm -hmm. um, now that I have a smoker, yeah, now that I have a smoker, I want to try doing my own summer sausage. It's actually not that hard. Uh, Robert, my husband, does it. He uh, would do the own sausage and summer sausage. We actually have to replace our smoker so we can do more. Ours gave out, and uh, he does such a good job at it, and I've gotten so picky to where I just I don't like having it made anymore because I don't like the way – They've seasoned it. I feel like he's perfected it. And I like the way he grinds it up. I like it ground a little more finer in my sausage than chunky. Yeah. And and so. Yeah. The last last batch of jalapeno cheddar uh, we had made, the guy used like three jalapenos for like 30 pounds of sausage. Oh, I was like, I can't even taste the jalapeno. I was like, you got to put a lot of that in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, next, next deer I get, I'm going to try making my own summer sausage see how it turns out i've been watching a lot of videos and trying to see which recipe i want to go with yeah as i say i'm sure he would share if you if you want any information from him <laughs> yeah, absolutely i'm always willing to take recipes so i know he that's what he did he watched a lot of videos and then just tried out a little bit and then perfected it from there yeah it's awesome as I say, that you get a certain satisfaction out of uh, doing it yourself, mm -hmm. knowing exactly what's going in it because you're the one that's processed it. Yep. Yeah, I want to make a small batch of uh, um, ghost pepper. They have mm. some some high temperature ghost pepper cheese that I want to try making some out of. Make some spicy sounds stuff. Sounds super spicy, but very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you actually get into hunting? I'm. Did your mom hunt? Mm -mm. Nope. So I've I, never I didn't actually. Think so, but <laughs> I thought I would ask. Yeah, uh, I never actually grew up hunting. Uh, we always fished. Uh, we always would go out camping and fishing and stuff like that. Um, trying to think. I think it was right out of high school is when I started getting into hunting, um, and I essentially just taught myself. I would watch all these outdoor shows and 
try to learn from them and go out and do it myself. Do you have to take like gun safety courses and stuff there to get your yep. That's cool. Yeah, so the hunting license, you have to actually take a hunter safety course and you only have to take it one time. Um, I took it back in Boy Scouts when I was really young, but I lost my uh, certificate or the number. So I just retook it again um, as an adult. And it's a lot of basic common knowledge, but for kids, it's de definitely uh, something that they should go through. So you got into hunting after high school. Like you didn't have anybody to, you didn't hunt with anybody. You just like, oh, I'm going to pick up a gun and go hunt. Yep. <laughs> like how, I, I don't know that I could have done that. Like I wouldn't have had a clue yep. how to clean them or yeah, I wouldn't yep. have a clue. Yeah. No, growing up, we never really had a, like a fatherly figure to teach us all that stuff. So I, I learned a lot uh, watching different shows. So went out. And, you didn't hunt with friends or anything? No? No. Just As I got hunting? into my hunting career, or not career, but my hunting hobby, I would start hunting with friends. Um, I actually took a couple of good friends out to get their first deer and taught them some of the stuff that I, I knew and how to how to gut the, the deer. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh Ryan Ballard, he's a he's a really good friend of mine. Um, I took him out for his first deer, and I was teaching him how to, to gut the deer, and I was he, he, trying to get him to do it himself, but <laughs> he kept gagging. He was like, <laughs> I'm just in there just like pulling all these guts out and all the stuff with my bare hands, and he's got gloves on, not even touching the deer. It was pretty funny. He just kept gagging. He was like, you're sick. You're in there playing with their guts. I was like, I got to get them out. It's like, you got to get it out. <laughs> you definitely so don't want to leave those in. No. Yeah. And that's one thing I actually haven't done. I've never actually processed it from killing it. Um, I've watched it done a lot. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually joined in, but it is something I plan on joining in and learning in these upcoming seasons. Because um, I was very unsure about it because like I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to mess up the good meat. I don't want to accidentally puncture something. Yeah. But um, my son can do it. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not hard. Um, the first, I want to say three years, I processed all the deer myself. Um, so I'm hanging in the garage with a little kiddie pool underneath it and um, just skin it and cut it up. And it's, it's, it's really not hard to do. It's time consuming, um, but it's not hard. Yeah. But now, cause I'm short on time all the time, I just take it to a processor that I trust and I'm like, this is what I want. And he call me four or five days later and I go pick it up. Yeah. We, we take ours a lot and have them debone it. Um, just because that takes so much time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but then we'll do the rest of it ourselves. Yeah. So have you gone hunting anywhere else or just locally? Just locally. Yeah, I haven't done. Well, I, I take that back. I went to Texas to do the hog hunt. Um, Which is very easy to find down here. <laughs> unfortunately, we didn't see him. Oh, seriously? Um, oh yeah, we were on this big, we were on this big, like 6,000 acre lease and we heard him. We just could not locate him. We were out driving around on four wheelers um, and it was getting into the nighttime but yeah we never saw a single one. Oh wow they're they can be really fast though and they're yeah. 
they're low. So if you see if they're like in a bunch of scrum and stuff, it's hard to find them. Somewhere. Oh man, you can smell yeah. them coming. That's yeah. what I always say. I can just I know when they're coming before I can hear them or see them because I can smell yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always like I said we heard them, but it was kind of like a pretty brushy area. But we we never saw them unfortunately. Oh wow. See, my first one was like 185 pounds. Um, That's a big big dude. (laughs) Big old dude. Uh, We've got my husband does Euro mounts, and so I've got the Euro mount for him. Yeah. Sitting up in the house. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'm here and dropped him. (laughs) I'm planning on coming down there and doing a hawk hunt again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you can uh, hunt hogs anytime, anywhere in Texas. I heard. Mm -hmm. That's like coyotes here. We can we can hunt coyotes um, throughout the year. We have a small three month section to where we can use night vision. Uh, they just recently passed that in the last couple of years, um, but for the most part, you can just hunt coyotes year round here. They're a nuisance animal, just like your guys' hogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hogs are more so than coyotes. yeah. Well, so yeah. in the county we hunted, if you brought in like hog ears or coyote ears or different years from different pests, basically, they pay you a certain amount of money and, you know, like 10, 25 bucks, you know, depending on what it is. And uh, we always put that money back into the lease right off the bat. And uh, so, you know, you get the hogs, you get them out of there because they were tearing up the property, you know, you had to fence your feeders. So they weren't eating it all. They're starting to move into Southern Kansas. So there's been a few uh, confirmed sightings of wild hogs in southern kansas they're wake, making their way up through oklahoma um hopefully we can get them stopped before they come into kansas yeah i hope so <laughs> they're it's really hard yeah that's they what start, i hear they start mixing with the local population of pigs and then you're screwed like yeah yep. that's what i heard uh, on that that year thing um i've heard some states on coyotes they will uh, band, they'll trap a coyote and they'll band it. And if you shoot that coyote, you get a lifetime membership, like a hunting license. Oh, wow. I wonder if they yeah. do that in Texas. I'm going to have to look that up because that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll band like, I've, I forgot. I think it was like one of the Eastern states. Um, they'll band like 10 coyotes and then release them again. And then if someone shoots that abandoned coyote, They'll get a lifetime hunting license. Hmm. That's awesome. That's kind of encourage encourage hunters to try to, to reduce the population. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're overrun with coyotes Mm-mm. in general. Like we don't. Yeah. They're but they're from. I mean, they're kind of from here. They're natives. <laughs> yeah. It's not. We don't have a lot of. They're pretty balanced. I think. Well, I mean, they're they're losing their habitat here more than probably anything, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah they migrate quite a bit as well. So they'll probably migrate down to Mexico and back up and stuff like that. There's a lot of studies on migration of coyotes. Hmm. Pretty awesome. As I say, I know growing up, we could hear them all the time. We rarely ever saw them. Oh, I see them so, here all the time. We yeah, hear them randomly. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's something like 100,000 coyotes are harvested in Kansas a year. Oh, wow. Holy cow. There's a lot of them. I was going to say, that must be a lot. What do they eat? 
everything. Everything. Yeah, they'll eat everything. Your rabbits, they'll eat mice and rats. They'll eat birds. Um, they eat less deer than what a lot of people think. They think the deer population is greatly impacted by coyotes. Um, well, there's research and studies that show that that's not necessarily true. They do they do eat deer. They eat fawns and they'll take adult deer and stuff like that. But um, they're more of a small game hunter. Yeah, they're not very big. I mean, they don't weigh very much. It would be hard for them to take down. A pack of them will take it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They'd have to be. I mean, they usually they're attack. Small. They're like 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> they're not very they big. usually attack the deer from the, the backside and then bring it down and start eating on it. That makes sense. Yeah, they'll, they'll eat just about anything. Roadkill. Your own farm animals. They'll eat calves, fresh form calves. Cats. Um, <laughs> cats, yeah. Other small dogs. Yeah, they eat just about anything. So we had a, I guess you want to call it a, like a gut dump pile, basically. We had a couple of places out on the lease where we would dump that kind of stuff. And uh, we set cameras up in there and you could see them going in there and, and eating yep. stuff off of that. So same for the hogs, yep. you could see them doing the same thing. Yeah, they're they're a good cleanup crew. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have lots of roadkill, they'll eat on the roadkill and stuff like that, and kind of clean it up. But they're also a really big nuisance for farms and wildlife. We have a lot of state. Do you guys have a lot of state parks there? Yeah, we have a good number of them. Yeah, we have a ton in Texas. Yeah, a lot of ours are around the the big lakes yeah but yeah there's a there's a good number of state parks around here now are your state parks are they public hunting or most of them have sections that are public hunting okay so i know like uh robert and james took the kids and they went on a herping hunt kind of thing last night um just to take pictures of what they found uh, at the Brazos Bend State Park right up the road. But you can't go on there and hunt. Like, it's not something that they offer. I mean, if they do offer it, it's through a program and you've paid for it or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the state parks around here and um, stuff like that do have public hunting areas. Um, there's a, I forgot what the app is called because I hunt a lot of, private stuff but there is an app that you check in and then whenever you leave it'll ask you what you harvested like if you're out there duck hunting it'll tell you how many ducks did you hunt uh, or shoot and what species they were okay it's pretty cool that's cool at least it's keeping track of what's going on on the property yep. very neat do you still camp and stuff or no i haven't been able to do much camping um we want to, uh, by camping, I want to do the tents and stuff like that. Um, Emily, she wants a camper. So I'll probably put her and the, the kid in the camper and I'll be out in the tent somewhere. But, do you have a camper? Uh, no, not yet. We've been shopping for one. Cool. That's cool. I can do a tent for a couple of days, but I'm a, I'd be more of a camper after about three days, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love being out in the outdoors and 
all that stuff. Jack, what do you like air conditioning? Well, they make mobile air conditioners for your tents now. They do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he wants it like snowing or he needs air conditioning. <coughs> yeah. Like he 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 doesn't he he won't like camp in a tent. Cause he said it just gets too hot and stuffy and sweaty in a tent. And so like he won't oh. camp in one, like he wants to sleep on the ground or in a cabin or something. Yeah. No. Uh, what I want to do is like a big, um, like 12 person tent and have like a couch in there and a generator running. And you can, you can actually make those things pretty livable. The okay. technology of the outdoor camping world is, improved a lot over the years definitely like something out of harry potter yes <laughs> i don't watch harry potter so i don't know oh my gosh so they they're they're um going to this like quidditch match thing and um they go into their little tents and it looks like a little bitty pup tent right it's tiny little yeah, tent like a two to four person up, tent it's like yeah it's like massive it's a massive living room and a bunch of other yeah. like separate bedrooms it's crazy yeah. but yeah, that's, they, they do have tents like that. They have like a sleeping area, like a living room area. Um, they actually have uh, porches that you can put like a, a canopy over it and get out of the rain and take your boots off, like a mud room, if you will. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a whole like big change in camping. I've seen tents where you it's got like your little room where you first walk in and then you step in. And so one I saw was circular and it was a big living space, but it had like four places off to the side of it that were its own little individual spots basically yep. you could leave the drapes down or pull them up and they had different things in each little area yep i always thought a canvas tent might be more comfortable because i think that's part of the reason jack doesn't like the regular tents is because they they don't breathe because the nylons because they're supposed to be kind of waterproof but yeah so a lot of the tents for, especially like summer camping, it's like nothing but screen doors and screen windows now. Like it's completely open. Um, that's one thing that we were having trouble finding was a, a decent tent that it wasn't nothing but mesh. Um, because we like to go out and like do our adventures when it's getting cooler outside. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we were to go camping, um, it would be in like the fall time when it's starting to get cold outside. And we wanted something that would hold in the heat. And all the tents nowadays are like, that's all they do is just breathe. It's like, I just have a little bit of privacy. And yep. Some of my warmth in. I was like, it was cold when we camped last. So. So where yeah. do you like to go camping? Uh, I actually haven't been camping for, many years the last time i went legit camping uh was when we still lived in dodge city um that's when i was like 10 to 13 years old um we were actually out there in jetmore which is about 30 minutes from dodge on a little creek and uh, it was my mom my brother and i and a tornado passed through uh my great grandparents sent the state troopers out to find us because of the, the tornado. We're just out there sleeping in this thing. So that's the last time I've been legit camping. Um, I think if I went camping again, it would be in Colorado up in the mountains. 
there's a lot of campsites around there and on little lakes and stuff. I did that in a cabin. I didn't do it like camping, camping, but it was a lot. Yeah. Of, it's so pretty. It is. Went up to oh, the mountains and went like trout fishing in the lakes and it yep. was stunning. That was probably, so nice. yeah, that's probably one of my more favorite vacations in general. Yep. Like we went up there to go fishing and just yep. hang out. So such a beautiful place. It, it really is. is. And it's so quiet. <laughs> well, if the air is thinner and for some reason that makes everything more quiet too. And it, yeah, it was just crazy. Like it's, it, you're almost like in a bubble when you're up there. Yep. Your own little world. Yep. Like there's no road noise anywhere and you can't hear other people for the most part. Yep. See, I like visiting Colorado. Yeah. I don't like the big cities. Um, mm -hmm. But the small towns and the mountains and stuff, it's just, I don't think there's a whole lot of places like that in the world. No. Do you have pets? Like dogs, cats, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we have two dogs. Uh, we have a yellow lab and then a, um, what is he, a mini Aussie doodle. Aww. Anybody wants a mini Aussie doodle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I know your lab's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, the lab's staying. Yeah, I know. Yep, those those are the only pets um, besides the Diamondback Terrapin. She's a pet. She's been a pet for multiple years. Is she like in a tank? Uh, she's in a big, I guess, it's like a 300-gallon trough type thing. She has mm -hmm. her own little oasis. In the house? Yeah, she's in my utility room. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, we got a sump pump. Whenever I change her water, I just drain it into the sump pump and it ejects it out the house. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. We obviously don't really talk about snakes or reptiles too much nope. on this show. But yeah. Um, yeah. like we totally went off on a non-reptile tangent this time. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm always interested in hunting. So today... In Blue's a hunting show. <laughs> I would say it's a hunting show today. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Hunting is awesome. I think everyone should at least get out there and enjoy the, the outdoors. Even if you're not out there actually harvesting an animal or shooting something, it's just nice to get out and relax and then take in, take in nature. Yeah, we talked about pictures. that. We talked about that quite a bit on on the show in general, I think. Um, yeah. But just, just being outside gives you more appreciation for animals in general, including reptiles. And because you really start yeah. to understand the ecosystem and how it all interacts and how this one thing is keeping this other thing healthy. And because you can go out and actually see those things. And so yep. um, hunters, Jack and I have always said that hunters are the biggest conservationists on the planet. Like they're really the biggest tree huggers because they yeah. want to make sure that everything is healthy. You know, I mean, we even call things um, in the wild to make things more healthy and yeah. to keep the, the stock healthy. And like, yeah. we're all about protecting the environment so that we can go hunt and fish and things like that. So enjoy the outdoors. That, yeah, yeah. I think it's funny people, um, 
just the way they see hunters and fishermen like oh my gosh you're stealing from the land but you know in all actuality we're probably the biggest com conservationists so mm -hmm. i agree yeah all right chandler why don't you yeah. tell us how to get a hold of you um really anyway uh you can find me on facebook uh, i do have a CTH Reptiles page on Facebook. It's not as active as my Instagram. Um, but yeah, you find me on Instagram, Facebook, Morph Market. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on and joining us today. And yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it was very nice to meet you. It was way different than any of our other shows. So yes. Good. <laughs> so, but it's been a lot of fun. So we really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys in uh, September. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All well, right. Thank you very much. We'll catch you later. Take care, Chandler. All, right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining us today on the In Blue podcast on the Reptile Gumbo Network. We had a great time today, and you all take care.